Hey everyone, thank you for joining me today in the Strange Paradiso. It's going to be a short walk, but there's just something that I wanted to share with you and um, address this situation, okay? So this is actually about the old hag syndrome and night terrors. Um, earlier today, I heard someone speaking about both of these phenomenons, okay? It started off with night terrors. Now, when I was very young, probably about four years old, maybe even three, I had night terrors. Um, it was usually the same thing. These dreams or dreamscapes, whatever that they were, they were usually about the same thing. And I would wake up screaming and I recalled every bit of it and it's been so many years ago and I still can recall every bit of it all right as well as the old hag syndrome we know that many people call it sleep paralysis all right and the excuses that are given and some of the things the explanations that are given for sleep paralysis are in my opinion ludicrous it's your body's defense mechanism so that you don't hurt yourself during sleep and all this other stuff okay well maybe in certain situations okay it it might be a possibility but i've had so many experiences with this particular thing i don't understand how it could be my body like uh, some type of defense mechanism because one time during this sleep paralysis my face was actually being pushed down into the mattress of a waterbed where i could not breathe so how that is protection i do not know as well as um when this thing happened well i've had quite a few experiences with uh, sleep paralysis and um, a couple of times i have actually had to call out to jesus and then that stopped the whole experience. So once again, if it's the body's defense mechanism, how is it that calling upon the name of the Lord stops it? All right. So um, this person, first of all, said that many times there has, there seems to be a connection between, now we're talking about sleep paralysis. There seems to be a connection about um, certain types of medications as well as uh, over-the-counter medications and things like this. Well, uh, no, because every time this has happened to me, number one, I do not take any medications at all, nothing. Number two, that goes with over-the-counter medications, even like uh, aspirin, ibuprofen, uh, allergy medication. No, I take nothing. So this, in my opinion, once again, is just a bunch of hoo-ha, all right? Perhaps some people experience certain things while taking certain medications. I know that there are people who use the patch to stop smoking, and they say that they have had very vivid and unusual dreams and so on, okay? So I'm not saying that it's impossible, but what I am saying is that when we look at percentages, I would say no. These things are 
entities, okay? This night hag, sleep paralysis, whatever you want to call it, is an entity. It has been recorded down through so many years. And the percentage of the population who has had this experience, I don't know. I don't know how large it is. Maybe it's 15%. Maybe it's 20%. But I have asked people if they have ever had this experience. And then I explain to them what this experience feels like. I would have to say that the majority of people that I have approached and asked have said no, they have not. But then they have gone on to say that they have had certain other experiences which are night terrors, all right? So anyways, um, besides all of that, this person who was being interviewed went on to say that we don't remember, we, we don't recall the entire incident of what it is that we have experienced, the night terrors or the sleep paralysis syndrome and things like this. Well, once again, I have a rebuttal because let me tell you guys something. I have remembered every bit of it, every stinking bit. And one of these um, experiences, I'm going to tell you, this is... um back when I was very young, once again, I could have been three and a half, but I'm going to say I was maybe four, okay? And what this was about is I was in this place that um, later on, I realized that it was kind of like a castle, all right? Because it was a building and it was very cold. It was dark. The only illumination were like these sconces on the walls and they were fire. So they were like some kind of candles that were attached to these walls. And even the walls were made of like stone, all right? And I was running. It was mostly dark in this place. And I had to be careful where, where I was running in this place because at certain in certain areas, there were these holes in the floor. So you could fall into that hole and end up somewhere. I don't know what these holes were for, but I recall them in these dreams that later on were described to me as being night terrors. So there was somebody chasing me or more than one person. Now, I was four years old. How could I have these type of dreams? And they were reoccurring also. So um, so many years later, I was actually speaking to someone about this and describing this dream. And this person actually told me that back in ancient times, there actually were openings in floors because that was like, uh, I'm not sure if she said it was like, it was some kind of system. I don't know if it was for water or what it was for, but she explained to me that that was actually... There was some truth to that. And how did I know that? I have no idea. At that age, how would I know that? Even at this age where I am right now, I don't know if that's true or not because I haven't found anything to tell me that um, those were actually built into certain types of ancient structures, okay? So all of these things that people come forward with and um, talk us down about, all right. To me, they are talking us down. Now, I'm not saying that they're talking 
down to us. I'm saying they're talking us down because what it does is it will begin to cast doubt. It will begin to um, cause us to second guess ourselves and to start asking ourselves questions like, well, maybe it's my imagination. Maybe I just, uh, maybe it was because I took a Sudafed. I mean, I, I don't know. But these people, I believe, are kind of like, um, <sighs> they're like uh, deceivers. They want to um, talk us out many times, okay, of our experiences. Make us feel as if, oh, no, no, there is a more logical and uh, medical explanation to why this may be happening. And then they'll also go on to say, oh, it's just a certain minuscule amount of the public who has had this type of encounter and so on. Well, it may not be a big percentage, guys, but it's not a really small, tiny percentage either. As well as I've had many of these experiences and I never went to bed thinking that, oh, now I'm scared because I'm going to have this uh, experience. No. And that's another thing this person said, oh, once this person or people have had this experience, then they can actually bring it, like make it manifest and make it happen again because they're so scared to go back to bed because they're afraid of having another incident and so on. Maybe some people are, guys, but I'm going to tell you something else. I never felt that way. I never felt like, oh, now I'm scared to go to sleep because I might have another encounter. No, I have never felt like that. Even after my face was being pushed into that waterbed mattress where I couldn't breathe, even after that, I never had that fear. And why should I? Why should we? Because we can overcome these things. It's not like these things are in control. We are actually in control. So in a way, they're, I feel, okay, I feel that in a way, these people are kind of like trolls. And why are they coming out? Because even if they do believe this, what they're saying, it's their opinion. And how many of these people have had experiences? How many of these people have experienced night terrors? How many have experienced the old hag or what they want to call sleep paralysis? Because it's like an insult when someone comes and says, oh, it's a defense mechanism. Oh, it's because you took uh, Advil. Uh, You drank too much Diet Coke, whatever it is. It's an insult. And if I am able to actually speak publicly because I'm trying to contact this place, okay? And I want to come forward with my own rebuttal. Of course, I'm going to have to write it down because you know me, I'm all over the place when it comes to speaking about things. But the majority of these things that this person said just were not true. And then they started mixing things up with sleepwalking and all of these other things. It's like, talking about someone who can't stay on task, this person could not. Like, okay, what does sleepwalking now have to do with night terrors? Maybe what the person was so scared, they just like 
slept walk and walked out of their bed trying to get away from whatever it was that was terrorizing them. Well, if that was the case, then why didn't their sleep paralysis uh, defense mechanism kick in so that they wouldn't walk out of their house while they were sleeping and maybe get ran over by a car? See, these things that they were saying just do not make sense to someone who is capable of critical thinking. So I know that um, I may sound like I'm angry. I'm not angry, but I am uh, a little bit insulted for those of us who have had these experiences and have had them since a young age or whatever the case may be. Those of us who have had these experiences, it's, uh, it's like an insult. And they should have actually had someone else on there who is an experiencer so that they could have interjected. Maybe they could have um, given this person some type of uh, constructive criticism, led them the correct way how these things often work, okay? And um, I would have just loved to have been there. I would have loved to have been on the other side of that table from that person. There was a person that I was asking if they have ever had this experience. And they, they told me no, but that, um, and I don't know, maybe this is a part of Night Terrors, I don't know. But they started telling me that there was a movie that came out a while back. I don't know how old the movie is. I don't even know the name of the movie because this person couldn't remember. But um, they said that it was a movie about somebody who was going to have some sort of a uh, medical procedure, maybe an open heart surgery. So when they put this person under anesthesia and this person was out, well, their body was out, their body couldn't move because they were under the effects of the anesthesia. But their mind was awake and clear and that this person could feel every single thing that the surgeons were doing, including the cracking open of the chest or however they break the bones there to get to the heart, every cut, every single thing. But this person couldn't even speak out, couldn't even cry because they were under the effects of the anesthesia. And so they were not able to move or to speak or groan or anything. Now, I... um when I heard that, it got me to thinking, you know, just about anything is possible, all right? But we wouldn't know that this happened unless someone, once they came out of their procedure, unless they were able to say, hey, you know what? This may sound crazy, but I felt every single thing. And I even know that you guys did this, that, or the other because I could feel it while my mind was awake, my body couldn't move and I could not alert anyone. I personally haven't heard of this actually happening, but something tells me that it has. Something tells me that this actually has happened in the past. Now, would this maybe be some sort of a dreamscape? Would someone maybe have this type of a um, dream or experience I would say yes, maybe a very small percentage, maybe it's like 0.3% or whatever it is. But um, once again, guys, there are, there are just so many things out there that we don't know, as well as 
Maybe people have experienced this more than we know, but they forget about it once the effects of the anesthesia are gone. Maybe they do do forget about all of that, all right? So, I mean, I am not um, scared of someone asking me questions about my beliefs. I say that all the time. I am not worried about um, if I wouldn't have the answers. Well, why do you believe this, Maria? Why do you um, believe that this person is troll or they're wrong or whatever? Well, they may not be wrong for a percentage of people, but for me, they were wrong. And the other thing is that before you come out and say certain things, you, I mean, even the, the speaker, okay, we have to let it be known that it is our own opinion. When I say something to you guys, well, I always let you know, this is my own opinion. But once again, and then this person who was doing this interview, I know I'm skipping over a lot of things here now, guys, but um, just bear with me. This person also went on to say that um, now she's talking about the astral world and when you're dreaming and your mind is in the astral realm and then you can encounter something and bring it back with you once you get back into your physical and you wake up and so on. Okay, I know that these things are true. I know that these things are possible. But I also know that this is not in every single case. This is not, oh, just because uh, my... I'm able to travel during dreams, during REM sleep and things like this, that I'm going to bring something back with me and that each person that does this is going to bring something back with them. No, that's not true, all right? Just like I don't practice that. I do not practice astral travel, even though I have done that in the past, but it's been done organically. It's something that I don't practice. So, once again, guys, that is the person's opinion. But to say that this person knows 100% what they're talking about, no. I'm here to tell you, no. This person is just doing not only themselves, but whoever it is that listens or, or who follows this person, they are doing their followers, as well as themselves, a, an injustice. So I am going to, um, I'm going to contact or attempt to contact somebody about this because it's dangerous also to go out and just say things like that. As a matter of fact, like this person is the all-knowing, never wrong authority when it comes to these kind of things, even though I have had many, many experiences and um, I've been researching and studying certain things for a long time. I am nowhere near an authority on anything. In this particular umbrella of the paranormal, there are no authorities. There are people who are well knowledgeable, okay? There are people who are very knowledgeable. There are people who have like specialties and um, different things that they research. Like we have the ufologists, we have the cryptozoologists. We have people who study like EVP and all different kinds of things, okay? Well, they may be more knowledgeable than others in these specialties. There are no 
absolute authorities who know everything about these subjects. And I would never come forward and act like I am and just put these things out there. Oh, yeah, most of the people is because they've, like I said, they ate pizza at night or whatever. Because then they're making it into like a clown show. I have had so many experiences. And I know that these things, I don't take them lightly. And I know that... uh it wasn't because of anything that I ate. Once again, I don't take any, anything. Okay, this is how, how bad it is. If I, and I don't get headaches, but if I ever do get a headache because maybe, I don't know, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I do get a headache or if I get some kind of, um, okay, maybe I increased my weight that I lift. So now I'm really sore. Then I'll take Arnica, all right? But I don't take any type of um, painkillers, muscle relaxers. Uh, if I need an anti-inflammatory, I take turmeric. I mean, that's how it is for me. So once again, I completely, I completely have to ignore. Well, it's kind of difficult because, you know, she kind of got my goat a little bit, but um, the things that this person said, no, I am like the opposite almost about what this person said. So I just wanted to come forward quickly and share this with you. Maybe some of you know and have heard this, what I'm talking about. Every once in a while, I'll hear people say certain things. And to me, it's, um, it's dangerous for them to just speak out like that and because it affects different people differently, especially people who have had very serious experiences. They have been through um, almost traumatizing types of experiences. And then for someone to just come out with this type of frivolous statement and so on is um, insulting and can be a bit dangerous because we don't know all right, the fragility of certain people once they have experienced traumatizing events. And I'm saying this to you guys because I have met people who have been left in a, I'm not saying in a horribly fragile state, but in a fragile state nevertheless over certain things that they have witnessed, that they have encountered, that they have experienced, and so on. So we have to be careful when we are speaking of these things. And um, I just, I, I just couldn't, at first I was like, well, okay, because right away, I don't remember what the first statement was that this person said. I think it was a thing about medications. And then I just, I spoke to my tablet, okay, because I listened to this on my tablet this morning. And I said, okay, I know that you're full of hoo-ha already, just by the statement you just made. And then it just went on. And I just kind of gaffed it at first. But as the day went on, I just was like, um, 
like, you know, uh, uh, something that was on fire and now it's just smoking, just kind of smoldering. I was just kind of smoldering. It wasn't, and it's not even so much for me, guys. It's for people that I know. It's for people that I know have been through things that many of us don't want to go through. Okay, people who have been traumatized, people who um, were traumatized as children by certain experiences and even later on as adults, because it affects each person differently. So I'm not mentioning any names or anything like that right now, because um, at this moment, I don't feel that it would be the right thing for me to do. I will mention the names if I am able to make a rebuttal and refute the statements of what this person said. So that's, that's um, I'm going to attempt to contact someone about this. Yes, and um, I'm just going to leave off with something, guys. When we're talking about um, sleep paralysis, which I call the night hag, all right? So I know that I have spoke about this before. But if you want to um, think about something, now what this was, because you guys who have been walking with me for a while have heard this. How this happened so many years ago, okay? And my closet in the master bedroom is is big. It's like a small room. Um, one night, I could not go to sleep because my husband was snoring and I couldn't take it. And I didn't want to go into any of the guest rooms because I w- it was like the middle of the night. And I didn't want to walk around. I just wanted to go to sleep. So I made a little put the comforter in the floor of the closet and um, took my pillow in there and I lay down, I closed the closet door, but I didn't close it like so that the door locked, you know, so that it clicked. I closed it, but it was cracked a little bit. In the closet, there's something that's called a smart box, okay? So that's where the Wi-Fi thing is and all this stuff. And because there's a Wi-Fi thingy in there, it glows so that the closet is never 100% dark. It always has that glow, and the glow is like this greenish color glow. So I'm laying in there, and I'm on my side. All of a sudden, I feel something that is pressing down on me, okay? And I wasn't even asleep. I could still hear my husband snoring, and I'm thinking, are you kidding me right now? And I'm on my side. Usually, you're kind of like on your tummy, on whatever, or on your back. But I was like, when I say on my side, I was like not a little bit on my side and on my tummy. No, I was on my side. So it was very, um, I mean, very uncomfortable because my hip bone was pressing down into the floor. And whatever it was, was pressing down on me. And then I could feel like hot breath, like somebody's breath on the side of my face, okay? Like somebody was getting real close and breathing on the side of my face. And it took everything I had because I knew 
pretty much what it was. I knew I was having another night hag encounter, okay? So it took everything because you are in a paralytic state. I mean, you are unable to move, unable to speak, or anything like this. Then I recalled my friend's mother all those years ago telling us that if we were ever unable to make the sign of the cross or unable to speak, we could make our hands in this way with our fingers to make a cross. My hands were down at my sides. Don't ask me how, because I was on my side. And with my right hand, because that's the hand that was on on like my right hip as I was on my side, I put my fingers and I made that sign of the cross. Once I did that, the weight started to shift a little, started to get off me a little bit, and it took every single ounce of strength or anything that I had, and I jumped up off of the floor. Now, when I jumped up off the floor, I was face-to-face with this friggin' grasshopper-looking entity. And it's like we were both stunned of what we were seeing. That thing looked like it was stunned because I jumped up. Like, how did you do that? And I was stunned because I couldn't believe what I was confronted with. Like, a a grasshopper-looking thing? It was a little bit taller than me. And I got a pretty good look at it because of the closet being slightly illuminated by that light. The next thing I did was I opened that door. I ran out of that closet. I got into my bed and I pulled the covers up. And then after I could speak, I told my husband, can you go in the closet and get my pillow? And he was like, what's it doing in there? And I was like, well, I was trying to get away from your snoring. So he went in there and he got it. And then I didn't tell him about this until later. About what had happened. Okay, so I told him about it again today. And so, see, this would be a, there would be a definite connection between this experience and one of these things that this particular person was speaking of. There is a definite connection there. But, once again, whatever that paralysis is, all right, I broke it. I jumped up. I, can, I was confronted with this entity. So this phenomenon is not, or at least I'm going to say 90% of the time, if not more, if not 95% of the time, not caused by something you ate or drank or a medication. I mean, unless you're shrooming or, you know, eating peyote or something like that. But these things are real entities. That I know for sure because of my own experiences. So not only is it my opinion, okay, it's been my experience. And here's another thing, okay? One more thing before I sign off. Now, I don't know who it was. It was someone that I've known in the past. And we must have been talking about these types of things. We must have been talking about this uh, 
incubus and succubus and things like this, all right? And um, this person said that an incubus, which is a, it, it manifests itself in the male form, is what an incubus is. It's the same entity. But the incubus is when it manifests as a male, and the succubus is when it manifests as a female. And um, this person told me, but the incubus cannot, in other words, have relations with someone who's a virgin. And I was like, what? And she said, yeah. If you're a virgin, you know, a, a young person, whatever, that entity cannot do anything to you. It cannot abuse you sexually. Where many other women, many other people have been sexually abused by these entities. So, I mean, it makes sense. So that that's pretty much all I've got for today, guys. Um, once again, I just wanted to come on and share this with you because um, we have to know what other people are saying and that also, in my opinion, when people start saying things like this person did, it also kind of like minimalizes our experience. And any of us who have been through these things know that this is not uh, something that we just think about all the time and uh, we just created this like a tulpa and so on. No. So anyways, um, I'm going to try to be back. I'm going to try for Saturday, depending on how late I have to work. If not, then um, it'll probably be Sunday, okay? And we'll get back on track on our path and I know that this isn't what we were going to talk about but I didn't know if I was going to be able to come on the reason that I did is because I just couldn't keep this to myself I had to get this out there all right you guys take a look at it see what you think how you feel about it but we have to be aware of what certain individuals say and um, what they're putting out there all right there's a lot of disinformation out there and anything that makes us feel a little bit intimidated or like maybe we are gets us to second guess ourselves and start thinking twice about our experiences and stuff, to me, that is wrong. We are here to like, like um, be for each other, not to bash each other not to wear each other down, but to be like a community. Of course, we're never going to agree 100% with each other, but that's okay. But when someone comes and starts saying certain things, and you know right away when somebody is like talking out of something other than their mouth, you know right away, then... We have to address that. Anyways, guys, um, have a great rest of your day. Sun's going down now. 
it's been really foggy here in Riverside County every morning. So um, if you have to leave the house early, just drive a little bit slower. Stay safe, and we'll be walking and talking again as soon as possible. Ciao.